This is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, on Twitter, at Taxi Standar. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah, and change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing your behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else. Well, thank you for that uh, sage advice again, Mr. Excuse me, Professor Medley. And thank you as well there to Gerald. It is uh, Wednesday, June 10th of 2010, and you are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI, the quarantine edition, as we uh, normally do just about every day, Monday through Thursday here, from the Northern Command studio in Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon. And from the Radio TFI executive tower in Queens, New York, it is Mr. Ed Van Nest. Good evening, sir. Good evening, kids and kittens. I trust, as always, you have had a fine and productive day. Things went swimmingly in your neck of the woods, wherever that may be. And once again, you've settled down and you have your favorite concoction in your grubby little hands. And you're ready to listen to the dulcet sounds of your favorite broadcasters or us, as the case may be. Yeah, there you go. You can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with, you know? Uh, hey, hey, you know, I, I'm just going to leave that one alone, so to speak. Uh, did you see there I've got a brand new water jug? I saw something roll up in front of the camera. I couldn't really tell. Well, one that describes me perfect. I can't really read it. Uh, what's it say? Bubba. Bubba. Oh, Bubba. Oh, speaking of bubbas, let's hit let's hit the ground running. Confederate flags. See ya at NASCAR. <laughs> oh my my my! No, I went. I decided I wanted to. Uh, I wanted something a little bit more solid. This this thing keeps uh, uh, cold things cold for like twelve hours. So I will well, have I hit- to be making so many trips into the gas station. I hit at least ground- not to fill my water. <laughs> I hit the ground running with a news story, and you blew right past it. But anyway, because well, I wasn't, I wasn't through with the. Uh, all right, Bubba. All right, all right, all right. Bubba shot the jukebox last night. <laughs> Said it played a sad song and made him cry. I can honestly say I've never heard that. You're a lucky man. I've never heard that before. 
And uh, so, welcome aboard. I trust you had a marvelous, uh, marvelous day. I had a self-imposed, I ain't doing nothing kind of day. Uh, when are you going to start self-imposing some actual motivation? <laughs> I, <laughs> hey, I I got up and I I, I redid the uh, the graphics for the video portion of of our program. Uh, uh-huh. we, we took a lesson from last night. We didn't have everything sized up just right. So we, we tore everything down. I was in the studio early today. I was, I was in here at the crack of noon and, and we just tore everything down. It was like bar rescue, you know, just came in, redid the whole thing. Eh, we left one or two things, but, but uh, in, in, in case you missed it, he did say he got up at, uh, got to it. I should say at 12 noon. No, I said at the crack of noon. At the crack of noon, which difference. is, he, he's not going to be able to sneak that by you there. I'm just not going to let him. John, A, the point was to sneak it by. B, those that wouldn't let it sneak by would appreciate it. And C, the day you start start explaining my jokes to people. <laughs> I've had Mama. to explain your jokes a time or two there, pal. Yeah, but not on the air. Not oh look at me! I'm scratching my nose on. I, I keep forgetting that we're we're video now as well. We're, uh-huh. I'm gonna have to well, find yeah. a, a way around this. But just remember, you can pick your friends, you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your friend's nose. Or you can't pick your relatives either. Well, I I understand that's right as well. There you go. So, 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 so anyway, we did a little, little fresh branding today, uh, with with this new set of uh, graphics. Nothing, nothing, uh, nothing earth bending, mind bending, earth shattering. But we, uh, we, we used a little different font than we usually do for the title of the show, and mm-hmm. uh, and just kind of cleaned everything up a bit, cleaned some corners, and it, and, it and, looks very sharp. Nice uh, job. We uh, we do our best, you know, for the money we make. I think we do a fantastic job. Oh, exactly. So now can we talk about Bubba? And uh, Oh, let's let's real quick before we do, let's say hi to uh to uh, Shannon. You remember the uh I do. Hello Shannon. Feel free to call in if you feel like it. We got a bunch of fun stuff here to uh to talk about within the uh the next uh within the next uh Oh, 54 minutes. Now, so, can I t- now can I talk about it? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Daddy, please. I always feel like he's tugging on my pant leg here. <laughs> Daddy, please. Daddy, please. <laughs> I'm so excited about this uh, because, A, it's about time, and, B, you're going to see an increase in the number of Confederate flag tattoos at these NASCAR events. Because the Bubba, the bu- the Bubba's uh, at some of these tracks uh, are not going to be happy that you're taking their flag away. And b- by the way, kids, and this goes for the Nazis as well. You lost, okay? You don't get to fly your flag. You lost. Nobody remembers who finished second place in the World Series every year or the Super Bowl or pick your sporting, your sport. You lost, well, I- okay? Give it up. I know I know who went in second place in four Super Bowls, but well, yeah, well, I well, that's, that's that's a personal issue for uh, for, for you, that John. That's that's uh, yeah. 
You know, actually, Shannon, if you are listening still, that's uh, uh, now uh, her uh, her father was, uh, uh, you know, and I don't 100% know the complete connection there, but basically he was a part of uh, um, discount taxi racing. And I'd be interested. They raced down here about, uh, oh, about 30 miles away from where I am down here in Egan. But um, I was just kind of wondering, you know, do they have anybody down, got people down there flying the Confederate flag? I realize it's more of a Southern thing, but, you know, you, you never know. So if you're listening, Shannon, give me a, give me a, give us a quick buzz here if you, uh, if you don't uh, mind. I, uh, I, I have two words about this whole Confederate flag thing. Uh-huh. Yeehaw. Well, now, when I first started driving for mm-hmm. for uh, Shannon's father, uh, Richard Tim, the, the first car he had, he had an LTD. first car I drove for him was an LTD. Hang on a second, because LTDs covered a lot, of, a lot of ground. Yeah. Well, Crown Victoria. Of, okay. An, okay. An, early, an early swing on the, uh, on the Crown Victoria. But... Um, he had Confederate flags on both sides of that car. Yeah, and I didn't think anything of it at the time. I realize this now. This is thirty. Uh, good Lord! Now, how long has it been since late eighties, early nineties? Well, yeah, yeah, late eighties actually. Actually, early, early to mid eighties. Okay, but. Um, so no, he uh, he was flying that, and of course I'd have other drivers uh, come up to me and say something to me about it, and blah 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 blah. And now, who is saying hi with the logo of Taxi Stand Hour? Who do you think? Me. Oh, I was replying oh, okay. back. Remember, I got I got control. This is like that uh, a student driver car. Uh huh. There's a steering wheel on both sides. Yeah, well, remind me to take care of that on this account. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Uh, don't let's not fight in front of the kids. They get very upset when mom and dad argue. There's there's where there's the case where Ed goes rogue. <laughs> no, I that Ed can't win. Ed just can't win. I can't even get a tie. I get no respect, no respect at all. I tell you, you have to, you have to understand who you're dealing with here. I've been trying to understand that for three and a half years, but anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> moving so on. now, I also heard somewhere, and I don't know. It's a he's an African American race car driver, Bubba Wallace. Is that what his name is? is Bubba yes, Wallace. Yes, sir. He's going to be driving an all-black car. Black Lives Matter. Yep. I think that's cool as hell. I uh, just... Hey, it's it's appropriate for the times, for the moment we're mm-hmm. in right now. It's very appropriate. And uh, look, he's, uh, he, he's alone on an island of white sand. There, oh. As far as drivers are concerned. And look, I grew up watching him playing hockey. And uh, 
you don't see that many African Americans playing hockey. Yeah, there's hockey, a, no, right. there's a, there's a few now. I can't remember his name. He's on Nashville. Man, this guy is great. He is great. He's he's also a, he, he's a fighter. Oh, man. Uh, but the Minnesota you, Wild actually have someone that names Matt Dumba, okay. one of their goalies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now a lot uh, of those guys grew up uh, grew up in Canada, eh? And uh, uh, we had a kid in our neighborhood, Jeff. He was he was black, but he was one of the best goalies you'll ever see. But he grew up with with that with hockey. You know, if you if you grow up with it, it's not. Yeah, it's like me playing hockey, or and I don't play it well. I never did, but uh, but it's certainly not like the other sports. I mean. Uh, Racing and hockey are, are are white dominated sports for any any number of reasons. And uh, mm-hmm. I I was reading a tweet earlier just to stick on this, and I don't have the racer's name, but somebody one one of the race teams has already gone boohoo. Uh, let me pull it up here. Uh, uh, Rick Cicerelli. I'm quoting his tweet here. Well, it's been a fun ride and dream come true, but if this is the direction NASCAR is headed, we will not participate after 2020 season is over. I don't believe in kneeling during Anthem, nor taking people right to fly whatever flag they love. I'm reading exactly as he wrote it. I could care less about the Confederate flag, but there are people that do, and it doesn't make them a racist. All you're doing is effing up one group to cater to another, and I ain't spend the money we are to participate in any political BS. So everything is for sale. Sarah Cicerelli. Well, I, I, I don't. I, 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 apparently the, the replies I'm seeing to that are, uh, bye, Felicia. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, look, let, let's face it, whether you find any comfort in that confederate flag and i'll go back forget any of the racist stuff it's uh it's uh you lost you came in second place you don't get to show your flag there's only room on the flagpole for one flag so what uh what year was it when the new york mets like posted the worst record and why their first year 1962 they lost 108 games Oh, okay. You know, there are probably still some people out there that carry a pennant from the 62 Mets. Well, Why? Well, Why? I don't know. Well, there's still people that are that, that are upset that the Dodgers left Brooklyn. Yeah, and still have Brooklyn Dodgers. Uh, I mean, it's been, that was two years before I was born, so it's 63 years that they've been gone. And, uh, you know, look, it's get over it. It's not going to change. It's, you know, and especially with the Confederate flag, uh, that's never been, that's never been a symbol of, of peace or cohesion or cooperation or anything like that. And, you know, many, many, it was the only time we've shed blood and anger in this country on our soil, brother against brother. Uh, it's, it's a very dark period in our life and in our country's time, life. And believe me, this country's had a lot of dark periods and we, we got to start, you know, kind of getting past all this. We've done a lot of bad stuff. I mean, and the native Americans are first in line 
for retribution. You know, uh, they, they've, first off, we need to rethink a lot of sports teams' names. I'm sorry. I didn't think twice about it when I was a kid, but you know what? It's time, for, at the very least, for the Redskins to go. Well, personally, I'm of all those, and I, I do agree about the Redskins. Um, but another one that I'd really like to see go bye-bye and quick is, well, you don't see it on their uniforms anymore. They got rid of Chief Wahoo. I'm talking about the uh, Cleveland Indians. Well, actually, Wahoo was going to be around this year. This was going to be his last year. Was it? I thought yeah, that, huh? that. Yeah. Yeah. This oh. was going this was going to be Chief Wahoo's last year because they already had stuff made up, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, but again, just the name Indians, unless they're from New Delhi. Yeah. You know, then they're not Indians. Columbus got that wrong. They're not, they're not Indians. Speaking Ray, of which. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Speaking of which, uh, they tore down here in front of the Minnesota State Capitol. They tore down a statue. Of Christopher Columbus. Yes, today. they did. I was. I wanted to talk talk with you about that. Uh, it. Uh, yeah, I mean, they just ra- like, apparently they met with uh, the uh, safety or whoever the guy is, basically overseas public safety uh, here in the state, and they talked for a little while and then they went back to the Capitol and they ripped that some bitch down hmm. just now, like that. Now Columbus has his own issues and, and, uh, but what were they citing? What particular issues were they citing? Well, it was mostly natives that were there doing it. So native Americans. Yes. Native Americans. Yes. Okay. Okay. I mean, so. they got a, they got a beef. Absolutely. They got a beef. There's no question about it. And, uh, you know, Columbus Columbus didn't discover America. It was already here. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) Don't tell the Italians. They're, uh, well, by Mm. the way, until a relatively short time ago, were considered black. You go back to the 20s and the 30s. I think I remember hearing something about that. Oh, they didn't. Oh, no, no, no. Especially the Sicilians. Oh, no. Nobody wanted any part of them. No, no, no. Tony, Vinny, Vito, go. Go away. <laughs> you know, look, everybody's had their had their time here, especially in this country, of uh, being on the bottom of the, the totem pole. Uh, and that's people that came here voluntarily. You know, forget about the folks who uh, who didn't pay for the three-hour cruise, but were just thrown in the bottom of a boat. Oh, tell you what, seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. It's the best thing I could come up with, Ed. I'm I'm well, sorry. That's okay. It looked uh, like I knocked the knocked the knocked the breath out of you there. You uh, you didn't seem to have uh, a lot to say. Reach us here on Taxi Stand Hour on the Twitter as well. Uh, the seven five four eight zero zero chat number you can either call or uh, call or text on that one. And if you're using uh, the uh, using the uh, scope there, you can the always uh, you can always uh, 
Just send, a, send us a message through that. I'm close enough. Take a freaking pill. Good <laughs> Lord. Don't forget the payphone. Yeah. Oh, well, here, you announce the payphone. It's your idea. And if you're calling from a payphone, call collect. There. I feel much better now. Do you? I do. It's the best I have felt all day, except for the four naps I took. Man, you better go <laughs> see a doctor or something. I am I am actually starting the process of uh, getting myself out there one or two days a week delivering food for the oh, city. Oh, are you going to do that? I'm, I'm, I, I got my password situation squared away today, and, I, and I'm... I, I mean, it's not a lot of money, uh, and I think if I get out there one day a week, it won't affect me too much on the unemployment. Uh, yeah, but it'll be something just to, again, just just to give me something to do, just to get you some fresh air in your lungs, for Christ's sake. Yeah, just, I mean, just just to have a reason to get up and get out. It it, it really is. Uh, I, I I admit to you, it, it's it's getting bad. It's getting bad for yeah, me. I I I don't doubt it. Um, so eighty six. Getting. No, I'm not getting day eighty six. Since day I've been 86. locked down, and I have not been re- relinquished from quarantine yet, or uh, shelter at home, or whatever it is we're locked I down. I want to quarantine for crying out loud. I actually got a. I got a free week if I really wanted to use it. Mm, you might want to consider it. One of the it's uh, one of those can... uh, months that has five uh, five weeks in the month and five Mondays. Five Monday. Well, that's all I need. Well, there you go. I would I would consider it, and then we can do morning drive. Yeah, for a week. Oh, we can do a forget 6 I did, forget I mentioned it. <laughs> we can do a six a.m. show. Yeah. You can't get your ass out of bed and be coherent Me. at 8 o'clock for crying out loud. Me? Are you crazy? Yeah, you. Are you cuckoo go nuts? No. I, I speak truth, I have, Kimasabi. I have never missed an airtime. Never missed an airtime, but, you know, <laughs> you may as can. well Oh, good Lord. There's more than I can say for some people uh, in the box uh-huh. next to me. This... Oh, I'm 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 so this, tired. This guy, I got oh. nothing. I got nothing. Here. And I come right to life once once the uh, magic touch of our audience reaches me. Don't be talking about our magic touches here. <laughs> I'm not saying I haven't shown up with not a lot in the tank, but I have always shown up on time. Unlike again other people who. Apparently, think that the time zone difference is an hour and five minutes, and not an hour. Hey, it's t- it's time for me to show up when I get there. Okay, all right. I'll just keep that in mind. Just as long as we're we're clear on this here. I'll keep so, that in mind when the, when the mouse comes around, take an inventory. Oh well. Where's John? He said he'll be here when he gets here, and you'll have to like it or lump it. And if he That's has a problem with. If he has a problem with it, he'll be missing another leg. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not so sure if it's the, the best or the worst thing that, that I ever did was to introduce you to those uh, those calls. 
Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, now, I, I think we spoke about this, and there's been speculation about that, and I've heard a few stories on the news as well. I didn't think that there was a possibility of this having anything to do with the events of uh, May 25th, but it is true that uh, George Floyd and Derek Chauvin uh, did indeed work together. I know exactly the club in which they worked at. Uh, well, that's been pretty much common knowledge for a while now. Yeah, but you know, it was a good, it was a two level club. And when we first talked about this, I had my doubts as to whether or not, you know, they actually knew each other or ever ran into each other or anything like that. I'll admit that was in doubt. Uh, nobody seemed to know, at least I didn't know at the time, if they actually knew each other. Well, there is a gentleman who uh, has come forward and he said not only did they know of each other, they bumped heads several times. I have a uh, feeling about that. I, I said that now for a couple of uh, weeks. Yeah, you did. I remember it. I've been saying I'll that. give you credit where it's I'm, due. I'm not trying to get a pat on the back for that, but it, it, it just was too... It just seemed very personal to me. It just seemed very you know, personal. But go ahead. I, I, I you know what te- what that tells me. There is a very distinct chance they could raise that uh, second degree murder charge to first degree murder now. Well, that's uh, uh, yes, yes. This uh, this could change a lot of things and this ladies and gentlemen is why justice moves slowly mm-hmm. because things need time to develop you need to uh you need to be able to uh gather information you need to be able to establish certain things and not everything comes out in the first day or the first two days so i i mean i understood at first why people were getting upset over the initial charges but you got to give that time give them time to do their thing all right uh justice is slow it's not only blind but it's mind-numbingly slow but if it's justice you want then you have to wait for it it's maddeningly maddeningly frustrating there's no question about it there's no question about it and by the way no matter what we do to uh to this guy it's never going to bring george floyd back absolutely not that aside i mean i i think i hopefully we all understand that but that aside this is why things develop slowly because we have to so so hopefully i'm sure they're already looking into this and they'll be questioning a lot of people and they'll get statements and uh you know who knows what are the video may show up of these two in a, in an argument uh, from a year ago, I don't know. I'm I'm speculating. I'm making stuff up as I go along here. We don't mm-hmm. know what will uh-huh. come up and be made out of this. Maybe nothing. Maybe there's nothing else to show than the fact that they both shared an employer. That may be yeah. the end of it. That may be all we ever know. But I get a feeling we're gonna find out more. They'll they'll dig in. They'll and, and again they'll they'll tell us what. You know, and, and then adjust the charges appropriately. Look, I've watched Law and Order. I watched every episode of Law and Order. I know. Boom. Dun dun. 
<laughs> you know, you know, and I and I've been holding on to. Oh, I've been holding on to these for. There you go. And I didn't have it ready. Well, there. You, the the key thing is is that you found it. I I found it, and just for that. But in all seriousness, I mean, all, all kidding aside, it's. Uh, Give them time, kids and kittens. Give them time. Let them do their thing. Let let the wheels of justice. They turn slowly, but they do turn. And they do move yes. forward. Yes, they do. It's uh, If you've ever watched from Cape Kennedy or Cape Canaveral, if you've ever watched a rocket ship being moved out to the launch pad, uh-huh. they move at about a half a mile an hour. <laughs> Seriously, maybe even slower than that. It's it's slower than walking because there are people that walk in front of this mess. I mean, it's a huge, massive mm-hmm. thing with tracks and, you know, there's a gazillion tons on it. But you know it, it's going to get to where it needs to go. It's going to take a while. So let's let, let's put that, in our, you know, under our pillows for now and that, that'll help us all sleep maybe just a tad better, just a, just a, a smidge better. Yeah. So, the, did it say any? In the, the article didn't say anything specific other than the fact. Well, actually, we have something, don't we? Yeah, you did. Uh, you yeah, did we get something. There. We do have a piece of audio. I haven't listened to it. John has. Uh, let's. We'll play it out here. I haven't had a chance to edit it, so it may go a little long. But here we go. This is from CBS this morning, and the first voice you'll hear will be the Oprah's best pal, Gail King. News is learning more about a possible connection between George Floyd and the former police officer charged with second-degree murder in his death. David Penny, a co-worker of Floyd and Derek Chauvin at a Minneapolis nightclub, told our Jeff Pegues the two had a history, he said, when they worked security. What kind of history? They bumped heads. How? It has a lot to do with, with Derek being uh, extremely aggressive within the club with some of the patrons, which, is, which was an issue. Jeff Pegues joins us now from Minneapolis with more on this part of the story. Jeff, what else are we learning? All right. We're having a little audio trouble with that. I will download that clip and clean it up so that we can uh, uh, so that we can use it. If but, nothing else by Saturday. Oh, yeah, without question by Saturday. And I apologize for that. Again, I I didn't have a chance to, uh, to pull it down and, and rack it up, as we say. Uh, there was one other thing that um, was mentioned in that that apparently uh, Chauvin was uh, irritated because um, because uh, George Lloyd was uh, excuse me George Floyd my bad sorry say his name but uh, anyways apparently he was handing out checks and at one point in time. He got all pissed off with George about the fact that uh, uh, the check he got was wasn't as as much as he thought it was, and he got went off. As I understand, he went off on uh, George about it. Well, that's not George's issue. He just the, the manager's the one that gave him the checks to hand out. You know, why is he getting it? You also, know, the Chauvin. Uh, it sounds like he just had an attitude from day one. You know what I mean? Well, again, all this will come out. uh, We've heard about he's had other issues with other people in the past and 
So again, I, I'm not willing to, to speculate here or anything like that. I'll do it for us. All right. Well, John will do it. <laughs> Address your cards and letters uh, to uh, to Northern Command. Everything Northern I'm, Command uh, Center. Everything I'm seeing from this just says that Chauvin has just had issues with anger. Well, he, he may very well, and I'm not denying that. I'm just, again, yeah. wheels turn slowly. Let, yeah. Uh, look, I've had anger issues over the years. And no, you don't know the half of it, John. You do oh not know the God. half. Of it. You you ain't seen you, nothing. Why do you think we do temper tantrum uh, Thursday, anyways? Oh, oh. I why do you think we do that? It's for the alliteration. It's worth it just for that. Oh my God! Temper tantrum Thursday. T T T. So, and and if you have. Listen to that particular uh, on that particular night. There's some nights we don't do it up as much as we do other nights. But even if he has nothing to carp about, he still carps. There's always something. Oh my god! No by the way, that that is tomorrow. By the that's way, right? If, and if, you, if some, you missed it, some of us are really looking forward to it. By the way, by the way. Just it, nowhere in the title of that show does it say it's got to be a big tantrum. It's got to be a huge issue. It's got to be a valid issue. It's got to be a truthful issue. Just vent, kids and kittens. You're all more than welcome to call in and and let your spleen go. Just let it roll. Just bring it out. What is it that's bugging you? I did this. I used to have an AOL chat room years ago called Vent Your Spleen. Eh, for a couple of months, I would go in there every couple of nights or so and just let people vent their spleen, scream and yell at me and blah, 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 and whoever else was in the room. And it was funny oh, after a while. So by all means, come. It's Temper Tantrum Thursday. Bitch, Kvetch, you name it, we'll listen to it. But watch your mouth. No effort. No, 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 no. You can, ra- you can let her rip as... Much as you feel. You you'll mind your own business. You want you capish? Uh no. Anyway, so yes, I will bitch and moan and complain about absolutely nothing because I can and I do and I have many, many decades of pent up anger and I'm beginning to aim it in the general northerly direction of Minneapolis, Minnesota for any number of reasons. Lately, well, you 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 wait until one of these days you just you uh, uh, take the couch there. <laughs> you got way you too think, many people in that house. You, you, <laughs> I'm not. This boy will be no, no. I mean, no. I'm saying take the therapist's couch. Oh, that. Oh, actually, my therapist oh, yeah. is, is calling tomorrow. So, well, good. You'll have practice. Yes. By the way, kids and kittens. I don't know if I've actually I've alluded to it, but I I do. Uh, I, I am uh, in therapy. That's no joke. No, uh, absolutely not. I'm not going to go into, glad you are. I'm not going to go into why. John knows why. Uh, and that's not a tease. I just don't, I'm not up to talking about it right now. But uh, I am in therapy. My, uh, currently, uh, it's about every two weeks. Uh, right now, my therapist, the last couple of visits have been via the phone. 
Uh-huh. And, and it's interesting because every after every uh, session, she says the same thing to me. Well, when's good for you? <laughs> pick a time. Pick a date. I'm available all the time. <laughs> oh. Now, now the, the first problem when I first started seeing her was that because of my work hours, we couldn't, it was hard to schedule. It was hard to schedule because they only had, she only had one night a week where she was there late and it was tough to squeeze in. And, you know, with my hours as unpredictable as my hours can be and just, you know, my work days. So right now we're in, I told her, call me at two in the morning. I don't care. I'm, I got nothing going on. If, uh, but yes, yes, I, uh, I'm in therapy for it, and it's helpful. It's helpful. But it's not so helpful that I can't go off on a rant, especially on Temper Tantrum Thursday, about why about why I can go off on a rant on Temper Tantrum Thursday. Like, I need a reason. This is what John is saying. I need a reason to go off on a rant. I don't. I can go off on a rant about anything at any time for any reason. There doesn't have to be a reason. Like, right now, there's no absolutely no reason for this rant that i am embarking on right now and yet and yet i can go on for another 20 minutes will i no because that's exactly what he wants me to do no because we still have a couple of other stories to cover here by the way did i prove your point yeah pretty much (laughs) so okay now you remember the guy that got knocked down in buffalo right by uh oh yes oh yes so 75 years old, 75 year old guy. And Trump has suggested through through his tweets that he might be a prov- uh, provocateur from uh, uh, a- or Antifa. Antifa. One of these days. Antifa, whatever. Antifa. Antifa. There you go. Is that better? And like your lovely wife. Uh huh. T as in temper tantrum Thursday. Uh, and fa as in uh, fa la 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 la, or it's too far. La to go. la la It's too far to go. Yeah, exactly. Anti-fa. So, so Trump is being Trump about this, uh, and asking if this could have been a setup. Setup for what? By the way, I don't. I don't understand what he's trying to get out here. Uh, get here that he's trying to use his phone or something like that to. Uh, scan uh, police communications in order to black out the equipment. What the uh, hell is he even talking about there? Well, you know? I, I I I happen to agree with uh, with Captain Coppertone on this one, and I think it was a brilliant acting job on the case of that seventy five year old man, especially mm-hmm. when when he very convincingly cracked his freaking head wide open on the sidewalk, uh huh, and managed to what? while while he was lying there pretending to be unconscious. Had those two cops, had all the cops walk past him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was all an act. I got you, Doc. The, the one that, uh, the, one of them was going to stop, and I guess one of his supervisors or whatever pulled him away. Yep, yep. And and then you have the, uh, the members of the emergency response team there in Buffalo, the BERT, Buffalo Emergency Response Team, 57 uh-huh. members all resigned from from that particular unit because uh, their two buddies were were charged uh, or whatever happened. They were all outside the courthouse. Now, 
look, watch the video. Believe whatever it is you want to believe about what that man's intentions were. Okay? Whatever it is you want to believe his intentions were. You're telling me that if you felt that threatened, or you felt that he was breaking the law somehow, some way, mm -hmm. you two big, big, tough guy police cops couldn't have just subdued him, handcuffed him, and led him away? Oh, yeah. You had to cross-check him? Which, by the way, is a penalty in the NHL. Yes, that it crap is. crap they do at the bat. And there's a reason for it, because it ain't pleasant. Uh, but that, that, you know, we, we got some audio from uh, the New York City police. Oh, I forgot about that one, yeah. PB, PBA union head, Police Benevolent uh -huh. Association. John wanted to play this. And, uh, John, I think it's time. Let's do it. All right, now don't get so excited here, kids and kittens. This is not – I heard this earlier today. And the version I saw was interspersed with scenes of people being beat up by cops during all the protests and all that. And it's about – that particular video was about half the length of what we're, the audio we're about to play now. Okay. Yeah. And when I listen to the full audio, it the message is completely different. There are things this guy says I flat out disagree with. There's uh, no question. And I'm not sure which version of this you've heard, John. If you heard a two-minute version, you heard the whole thing. It was if you watched one with interspersed with protesters being, you know, chased and beat, then you didn't. No, see I didn't. I didn't see one. I didn't see the one where everything was all together there. All right, so we're going to play this. This is Mike McCabe from the New York City Police Benevolence Association, also known as PBA. He he's the union chief, and uh, we'll play this and we'll we'll talk about it on the other side. By the way, uh, when he made this comment, he was uh, behind him was standing a I, I don't know a couple of hundred hundred or so uh, off to the police officers, every one of them in street clothes. So just to give you an idea, and he was standing in front of a, a podium with the PBA logo on it. So just to give you, paint that picture, if you will. That, what I read in the papers all week, we all read in the papers, that in the black community, mothers are worried about their children getting home from school without being killed by a cop. What world are we living in? That doesn't happen. It does not happen. I am not Derek Chavon. They are not him. He killed someone. We didn't. We are restrained. And you know what? I'm saying this to all the cops here. Because you know what? Everybody's trying to shame us. The legislators. The press. Everybody's trying to shame us into being embarrassed about our profession. Well, you know what? This isn't stained by someone in Minneapolis. It's still got a shine on it. And so do theirs. So do theirs. Stop treating us like animals and thugs and start treating us with some respect. That's what we're here today to say. We've been left out of the conversation. We've been vilified. It's disgusting. 
It's disgusting. Trying to make us embarrassed of our profession. 375 million interactions. Overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly positive. Nobody talks about all the police officers that were killed in the last week in the United States of America, and there were a number of them. We don't condone Minneapolis. We roundly reject what he did as disgusting. It's disgusting. It's not what we do. It's not what police officers do. Our legislators abandoned us. The press is vilifying us. Well, you know what, guys? I'm proud to be a cop. And I'm going to continue to be proud to be a cop until the day I retire. And that's all I have to say. Mike McCabe of the uh, PBA in New York City, union chief. So, so you know what I would say? Instead of uh, carping about it, let's show us. Let's show us how good you guys can be. Well, I, I want to pick And I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. I want to pick out a couple of things. Let, let, let's. He, he, the very point you're making, John, he makes near the end. 300 and some odd million interactions. Overwhelming majority of positive, and he's right. He's right. You know, cops go out and do. You know, they have to deal with a lot of situations. And look, you've been through this. I've been through it as drivers. You do ten thousand rides over a career. It only takes one to go bad. Suddenly, you're the worst guy on the planet. I understand that. That I get. They do a lot of good. Nope, I'm not saying that. I'll speak for myself here. I'm not saying that. Okay? And, yes, they often have to do things that they are totally not trained for. But I want to get off, get on the first thing he said, which I believe sets the wrong tone for everything that comes after. When he says, when he's talking about black mothers are concerned that their, their children will get killed by the cops on the way home, he says, that doesn't happen. What kind of world would that be? We're living in that world, Mike. Black mothers it do might have not to be. It might not be New York City. No, oh, ex ex Eric Gardner's mother. Well, yeah, this is true. You've got. You know, you can't sit. To me, that dissolves everything he said after that. It just tears it to pieces. He he, he did not think. Or, or maybe he was truly speaking from the heart. And if he's that oblivious, maybe this is why you're being vilified, which clearly was his word. And he used it at least three times, I believe. But yeah. uh, oh, my to critique that kind of thing, as I was saying. <laughs> uh, but that just, that, that just dims whatever message he's trying to send out there. And I don't disagree with him on a lot of that. But when you start out with, oh, well, well, it doesn't happen. What kind of world would that be? That's the world we're in right now. Okay. And by the way, when you look at this video, you look, pick out the black cops in that. It's like playing Where's Waldo. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, look, I, I, I want everybody to get home safe and sound and in one piece. I want... Everybody to die of old age. I want to die. I want everybody to die at the hands of a jealous wife or husband. 
in their in their nineties. Okay, that's how everybody should go. That being said, that's not going to happen. But to come out and again that first part of just nah, it's not happening. Yeah, hang on a second. I I just to make sure we all understand it again and forgive the first part of it. That. But I read in the papers all week, we all read in the papers, that in the black community, mothers are worried about their children getting home from school without being killed by a cop. What world are we living in? That doesn't happen. It does not happen. But it does happen, Mr. McCabe. It most certainly does happen. And it has been happening. Hell, I remember it happening Back when I was a kid, for crying out loud. And again, I'm not saying, look, uh, most of what he said after that, I absolutely agree with. Uh, maybe not absolutely agree with, but I, I've, I, I'm i on his side for the most part. Let me put it that way. But that opening, it does happen. That, that right there, you, you just lost all your credibility as far as for what, for the valid points you make at the end. You cut off the film at the beginning. You turned your audience away in the first couple of minutes. Okay? And they, uh, many people just would never get to the end of it. Great scene in the movie The Producers. Never saw it. Okay. Basically, they're trying to put on the worst play ever so they can scam people out of money. They, they, they need a show that's going to close the first night. And... and uh, so of course the show they put, they put on is springtime for Hitler. Well, <laughs> when when the, when the when the show starts in the movie, uh, Hitler comes out on stage, or they you know there's a big song and dance number, springtime for Hitler, you know praising all of that. People get up and walk out of the theater, and what they don't realize is that after all that, once you get past that, it's a very entertaining show. It turns out to be a huge hit. That's what drives the plot. But but this is what you have here. You've got, you know, I worked a play when I was a, when I was a fresh new usher on Broadway many, many bazillion years ago. The, the first, Robert Duvall starred in it. American Buffalo was the name. And his first lines coming out on stage, F and Ruthie, F and Ruthie, it must have said it about eight times. People, without fail, every performance, people got up and walked out just for the language alone. What they missed was a fantastic show mm-hmm. after that. But, and that's what I feel that Mr. McCabe has done here. By by being so, I'd hate to think he's that ill-informed or he's just living in a... Living in a fantasy world, if, of living in denial. If you believe that, Mr. McCabe, and you're trying to get others to believe that, then whatever else, whatever other messages you're trying to uh, get out there, I, I think you lose credibility on. And I agree, again, I agree with you with, with the stuff at the end. I truly do. But that first part, man, that, that just knocks you down. It doesn't help your cause, not at all. To deny that it happens, I'm not saying it's it's every day. I'm not saying we're losing thousands of kids every day to police killings. And, of course, p- police officers, unfortunately, lose their lives in the line of duty. We all know that. And, again, yes. 
Again, nobody wants that. Nobody's look. Uh, I'm not looking for that. Let me put it that way. Hey, uh, Ed. Hey, John. Two minutes. Okay. Well, you could have got up and done it while I was ranting and raving because now, now that I know I have to do it, I'm just uh, now I'm not going to know what to say for two minutes. And uh, so, so John has left the building. So now we can talk about him. Uh, seven five four eight hundred chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. Uh, we're on the Periscope. You can you can join us there. You can uh, you can send a message. You can text us. You can send up smoke signals. We don't care. We'll talk to you. But again, getting back to Mr. McCabe, look, get your act together. Cops do have. For all the good they do, it doesn't take much to to sour it. So you need to understand, and not, enough of this bad apple nonsense. It's not just bad apples. It's systemic. It most definitely is. Because rookie officers are afraid to stand up to... to uh, to the more veteran officers. I just went through this in my job not too long ago, and I won't go into details, but suffice it to say, I was trying not to rock the boat. I was actually called a racist and all manner of other things, uh, and I didn't want to rock the boat, and I just kind of I let it slide. Well, it turned out the other person reported me and... It all worked out more or less in my favor once the truth was out there. But I thought I was doing the right thing by the other person. Turned out he just was laying in wait, waiting to pounce on me. He he turned it around. Uh, so few, for future reference, when I have an issue on the job, I will go straight to whoever I have to go to and report it. I'm no longer going to be that guy. Okay. Uh, and, but I do understand the feeling. I understand if you're a veteran guy, you got your 15, 20 years, you're more comfortable going to the, the sergeant, the captain, whoever it may be and speaking to him casually or off the record. Nobody wants to go on the record because, uh, the fear of repercussion and, uh, which can be overwhelming. It can be positively overwhelming the fear of repercussion. You, you, now you don't know. Now you're going to spend the rest of your, your days having people talk about you behind your back. You with their whispers as you walk by, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, and nobody wants that. People are just fearful of that because everybody wants to be like, they want to be one of the guys. And, you know, I understand that you want to be one of the guys, but, uh, we're talking people's lives here. Now we're not talking petty little, petty little instances that that you know somebody we're talking lives so now these officers have to learn it and this is what defund the police is talking about we're not talking about eliminating police departments although that may happen in some places we're talking about reallocation re-education we need to get rid of this whole system of lower seniority officers who are petrified to say anything about what they see 
for mm-hmm. fear of the repercussions from the veteran officers. Absolutely. And I know John listened to every word I said there. No, but what you said at the end really just summed it up. <sighs> yes. <laughs> Nothing. I'm taking a breather. Oh, you did you did a damn good job. I just want you to know that. I I can hold my bladder for an hour. Well, not the only thing you hold in an hour. Hey time now, to work. hey now. There was a time, my friend. There was a time. So, so what's coming up tonight? Let's let, uh, uh, hold on. Emergency bat. What's on the schedule right after us tonight there, young man? Right after we're done, it's Philip Marlowe. Wow. Now give us a little bit of force story here on Philip Marlowe. That's one of them that I... Detective. Oh, it's a detective show? Okay. Uh, Humphrey Bogart played him in in the uh, movies, the Maltese. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, it's it's a detective show. P.I. Okay. Philip Marlowe, P.I. That's that's really all you need to know. And uh, it's fantastic stuff, and... Give it a listen if you're uh, if you're absolutely exhausted from us, and or you want to keep your brain keep somewhat the, functioning, somewhat functioning. Give a listen to uh, listen along with with Mister Marlowe. Same thing on uh, on Tuesday nights with Sherlock Holmes. You know, keep your brain active and, and follow along mm-hmm. with the mysteries and try to figure them out before before the. Uh, you know, I'm more of a dragnet guy. I could see that. I could see that. Just the facts, ma'am. Just, just the facts, ma'am. Jack West. Did you like a- the? Did you like the Dragnet movie? The campy uh, little Dragnet movie. Uh, it wasn't horrible, but it was, you know. Eh. Let me put it this way: If I'm spinning around hey. the dials. In the middle of the night, and it's there. I'll watch it. I'll watch <laughs> it, but it's not—it's not something I go out of my way for. Hey, pagans rule. So, hey, well, there you go. Nice reference <laughs> there. Nice reference, Sunny Boy, Sunny Jim, mm. whatever it is we're calling you these days. But uh, I don't even know. But I used to watch Dragnet on Saturday nights when I was a kid, when it was on NBC. Only because it was the lead into uh, Adam Twelve. One oh, Adam Twelve. One Adam Twelve. Oh, love me some Adam Twelve. There's no yes. question about it. Yes. And it always seemed to me like the other guy was always going to be the rookie. <laughs> Not Kent McCord. So the other one. Oh, Kevin Teague. Whatever his name was. Oh, okay. Hey, I recognize that music. Do you now? Yeah. So, I guess that means it's time to say goodbye. So, whoever just jumped in on the uh, on the uh, uh, on the scope. scope there, hi there. Wish we could stay a little longer. Well, Ed doesn't. Say All right, from the Northern Command <laughs> Studio, <laughs> in Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon, and I got the money. <laughs>